Hello, and welcome to the LVP Architects podcast. Hi, and welcome to this episode. We're going to talk a bit on construction and building control as a study subject. In respect of construction, um, we've mentioned in previous podcasts that during the construction phase, the main contractor is responsible for the site. So what that means is they are in control of the safety of who and when people go on site. From the client to design team to some contractors, the con- the main contractor is responsible for it all. So even the client can't just wander on site. They need to um, speak to the main contractor. When can they go? And the main contractor will guide them, um, just as yourself will guide you through the site, unless you have a CSCS card, um, in which case... If you have one of the, the appropriate card, there are different scales, and, and subcontractors, uh, workers, have their own have their own versions as well. So that's important to know because undoubtedly there will be a question on there is an issue on site, um, and your answer will not begin with you rush to site. The main contractor is the one, and there is a clear process that will be set out in the contract of any issues to site. So there are mechanisms, you know, if there's if if they discover something that could potentially um, cause a delay or additional cost, there are notification procedures of those that the main contractor will have to follow. So if you're the contract administrator, you will deal with those, you know, and there's a certain time frames for that and all the rest of it. Um, in terms of construction itself, if you're again the CA, there are interim certificates that you will need to issue at key stages and interim certificates are a method for payment from the client to the main contractor for works that have been done. You know, it's quite important to pay main contractors so that they can pay their subcontractors. Um, There is a key thing about not withholding money and you might want to do a bit of research on that. This is why I say understand the procurement route. You know, if you're just appointed by it, if you're just appointed as the architect only at client side and it's a DMB, you may not be the CA, that might be the project manager. So none of this is really relevant for you in that answer. Understanding it is. So in your answer you could say, well, my assumption is if it's not clear in the paragraph, there is a project manager and they would have to do X, Y and Z. You're trying to demonstrate in the exam and the case study that you understand. So it's key things that, you know, there are there are other certificates that need to be issued in CA and we've mentioned before in previous um, previous podcasts. What I'd recommend is you can download um, sample contracts um, and there are some really good books out there on them and, and sort of summaries. Um, I would recommend you kind of just list the certificates that are needed for each contra- uh, building contract type for each procurement so you've got it clear in your head. So that way, if you make an assumption, um, because it's not clear enough in your question, and say, this is a DMB, um, though my role is not this, th- we will be waiting for this certificate or that certificate or whatever. Or if it's uh, after handover and it's a defects period, but actually it's a DMB and you're appointed to, um, to the contractor, the client will contact via potentially a project manager the main contractor to say these defects need to be um, made good and and so on. Um, in terms of issues on site, 
so you'll probably get a question on that. Um, it depends on what issue. Is it a services issue? Is there a burst main? Um, again, rewind a little bit on this podcast and what is the main thing? The contractor is in charge of the site, not you. Um, the only effect it may have is maybe there's going to be a meeting just to discuss is there alternative service routes we can do, you know, and then there's a coordination um, and some thinking on from the civils and the electrical and, you know, whatever relative authorities need to be notified. You know, there's there's that kind of process that you may be involved in. But you won't be the one who flags up to the client if that's not your role, that there is an issue. Um, in terms of other issues, uh, construction issues, that is, Obviously, I've, I've previously mentioned building contract has mechanisms for delays. So, you know, the delays are either material, construction, design, um, weather delays and, and so on. And they have certain mechanisms in there of notifying in advance that this may happen. Uh, so depending on the procurement type and the building contract. Other things, if there is a construction issue, I don't know. Say they discover something that they weren't expecting to be there while they're building the extension. Um, there's a process again. Now, is it a design issue? Who's your client? How will you be notified? How will you respond? And what are the processes of that response? How does that translate into getting that issue resolved? So there are, you know, in a lot of cases... The, you have time to resolve things so you can sit down and plan and draw draw up other times it it needs to be quite a quick quite a quick turnaround but again there is a similar process on how that's done obviously describing site issues uh, in a podcast seems you know that it's all chill and it's 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 all cool it's all easy obviously when it happens it's it can be quite stressful but it's about being kind of cool and calm and listening to not just the design team but the contractor about what the best solutions there are to achieve the same end product you know usually it, you can resolve them quite quickly um, the only consequences may be cost and time you know and, it, and it's finding the balance between those um, that the client can be happy with and the contractor so I'm hoping that this is all kind of sinking in now and that it's not all big and scary, that you don't need to know the building contract off by heart, but you do need to understand what certifications and processes there are involved during the construction if you are the contract administrator. Understanding that none of that really applies to you if you're not appointed as a CA, but you need to understand it so that when it does happen, you know how many days there are to respond on behalf of either the client or the contractor. Um, in terms of providing some drawings or evidence or whatever it be. Um, very briefly, building control. You should be aware if, you're, if you've worked on a project that there is building control. It's, they're usually mentioned pretty quickly. Um, very few projects do not involve building control. You know, There are three main application types of building control. There's full plans, building notice and regularization. You need to understand how things are monitored, you know, visits and what certificates are issued by either the building control officer, um, which is usually the local authority linked, or an approved inspector. 
um, which is more of a private sector individual. Um, they're there at key points to make sure that what is being constructed is following building regulations. So they'll appear um, early on when you're laying pipes um, in the ground to make sure that they're the right depth, that they are covered appropriately as set out in the building rigs. You know, and then foundations similarly, they'll um, visit then and then at other key points. This is all organised and coordinated by the main contractor. You as an architect won't generally get involved. Um, even if it's a small house extension, you won't really get involved with inviting or dealing with building control as such because that contractor will notify when works are happening, their programme and provide them with the relevant information. If it's a full plans submission, then you would have done all the drawings and relevant specs and details that need to be submitted to the to building control to get it signed off or commented on. Um, but generally, you know, the key thing is information, site visits and certificates. Um, if you don't get the certificates, they potentially could ask you to open up an awful lot of thing to prove that it's built as is. At very worst, um, they could ask you to take it all down. I hope that's been helpful. We've covered briefly construction and building control. Um, I think in the next podcast we'll talk about handover and defects period. So tune in next podcast. See you then. Mm-hmm.